Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. Before we dive into the episode, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Really helps us to get noticed by more people just like y'all who want some casual book recommendations and fun author interviews. We're on social media at ProBookNerds on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can send an email to professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com for suggestions for future episodes or if you've got some questions for Emma and I. Speaking of Emma and I, Emma, hello. Welcome to your March chatty episode. Hi, Joe. Happy March chatty ep. Happy March chatty ep. Everyone liked February so much, we decided we're going to do it again. I love this. I am very (laughs) excited to have an episode in this format where we can talk through updates, books, the miscellaneous things that seemingly we don't get to in other episodes. Yes, we get to just like hop in and say, this is what we're vibing with. This is what's going on. Uh, The first thing that I want to throw out there is... Emma and I are hosting the Libby Awards. It's this brand new thing we're trying out this year right after the Oscars. So you can register to join our team live on March 2nd at 7 p.m. Eastern time for the first inaugural Libby Book Awards ceremony hosted by us. And this hour-long event will recognize the finalists, winners, and honorable mentions of books from this past year. It will be live streamed on YouTube and Facebook And we'll have the registration link in the episode description if you want to join us. So if you want to see Emma and I coming at you live from our homes in silly little outfits, you can do that. We'll be there. (laughs) We'll we'll be giving award season. (laughs) I'm very excited for the Libby Book Awards. I hope it's a grand time for everyone. And I cannot wait to see the winners. I am very excited to see the winners. And if you aren't super familiar with the Libby Book Awards, uh, like I said, we're just trying it out new this year to celebrate some of the books that came out. We asked librarians from around the globe to take a second and vote on, you know, some of these books and see what they thought were were the winners for 2023. It's going to be a great time. I think so, too. So something fun we wanted to start the episode off with, we did get some ask us anything questions from some of our colleagues at Overdrive and also some... And from y'all on social media. And so we wanted to start with those before we just go into life lately, books, etc. So Joe, I'm going to ask you the first question. Okay. Do you ever get starstruck interviewing some of the authors? And if you do, how do you stay cool? That's a great question and a bit of a tough one. No matter what, 
episode, no matter who it is, I always get nervous about half an hour before we start recording because we're about to get into something really personal with people. Like they're about to share their process with me, what this book meant to them. So whether we're meeting for the very first time, whether that was the first book of theirs I ever read, or if it's someone that I absolutely admire, I I get nervous pretty equally. Uh, Sometimes I do get starstruck, like meeting Daniel and TJ was a, a starstruck moment for me, but I was just honest and kicked off with that. I was like, oh my gosh, I am obsessed with you both. And before we even started recording, I just like laid out there the the silly, the goofy. So we were all on the same page and we we joked first. And then by the time I hit record, the nerves are gone. We just kind of, we get into it. How about you? Yeah, same as you. Like it is definitely a little bit of a pinch me moment when we get to talk to some of these authors that we adore or we, you know, have read all their books and things like that. And I also sort of just try to fangirl at them before we get started and hopefully just like (laughs) get it out of the way and, and then sort of just progress into the interview. But I think if you'll remember the sheer like hearts in my eyes at like Santino Fontana. (laughs) Sometimes it's just like really hard to be chill. No no matter what, there's always going to be an exception to the rule. But Mm -hmm. yeah, even with Santino, like we still, we, we survived. We, we made it through. (laughs) And yeah, the photo I have from that episode recording, I've never looked happier. I don't think so. (laughs) Or less unhinged. I know. (laughs) More unhinged. Uh, How about this one? How do you, how do we prepare for an episode? Do we have practice sessions? So we do not practice, (laughs) which you can probably tell because I think that that would remove some of the The charm, who we are, chemistry and just like us you know, coming to the, we don't want it to be too scripted or prescriptive. I also know for me personally, if I were to practice and something good comes out, I'll never have that thought again. And I will not be able to recreate it if we were to actually record. Like we prep, we do things together, especially if we're co-interviewing someone. But as far as like, my brain is made for the in the moment. And if we were rehearsing, I don't I don't think anyone would enjoy it, but I also don't think we'd be having as much fun or making the enjoyable content we get to create. I agree. And yeah, so like Joe said, we prepare for every episode. We have shared notes. If we're interviewing, we'll read the book or do research on the author or things like that. We'll look up titles based on whatever the topic is where we're recommending things. But yeah, we don't rehearse and we don't do any practice per se. We do also have editing. So that does (laughs) some of the work. Some of the lifting for (laughs) us. Yeah. But yeah, that was a great question. So we get to write questions for each other, especially like Emma reads a horror, Joe reads a romance. Like we knew what to expect, but we don't know how it that might transform in the moment. Like what you ask me and how I respond could turn into a question that we would have never dreamed of. Exactly. Now, the next question we got, Joe, from our Overdrive AMA was the top three dream author interviews guests dead or alive 
Uh, Toni Morrison, no surprise. I would love to talk to Toni Morrison. Lemony Snicket, I know he's Daniel Handler, but I want to interview Lemony Snicket. I want to talk to him. And then uh, I then get tied between Naoki Takeuchi, the creator of Sailor Moon, or Clamp, the creator of things like Cardcaptor Sakura. Um, And then I'd really like to talk about giving and book pardon. So, no, I did not pick three. I did indeed basically pick five, but close enough. (laughs) A suggestion. (laughs) My top three are probably not a surprise to anyone who's listened to this podcast for one time only, even. And those (laughs) would be Sarah J. Mass, Sarah Dessen, and I'm cheating, but Joe did five. So, this is less than that. (laughs) Is a tie for third would be Meg Cabot and Tana French. And, you know, some of, I think we both have room to make our dreams come true. Uh, Plus, we've also already had some dream interviews. We have. Right. So this is (laughs) certainly not encompassing of the authors we've already gotten to talk about. These are the ones that we have yet to do. Do you feel like we have the space to share about books that we didn't like? So this is a very spicy this is a tricky question. One. Yeah. It's a tricky one. We work so nicely and closely with so many of our publishing partners that I think generally our policy is not to talk about things we don't like. Uh, yeah. Like that we truly dislike. I'm not going to say a bad word about something that I just didn't enjoy. But um, I do think we offer general critique Mm -hmm. in the form of like, I personally enjoyed this more on ebook than audiobook, or I didn't quite enjoy the narration. I think we'll offer some candid things like that. I would say I feel like I don't, there's nothing that's holding us back. If we wanted to say negative things, we could, but I think more to your point, we don't want to like, I for me this is all about positivity. I'm down to be a little catty at times. I think I think we all are. But right to your point, I would much rather say like I struggled to listen to this one but I had no problem reading it or the the physical version wasn't for me but picking it up in ebook or picking it up in audio did the trick. Uh I could see this being good for X type of reader, but it wasn't for me and I would rather say that because if I didn't really like a book, chances are I didn't even finish it. So I don't feel like I have the space to talk about it. I'm big on the DNF now, so I'm not going to push myself to finish something. I don't really believe in hate reading anymore. So I'm not going to come here and talk about it because it doesn't, like I'm not giving it the attention I would anything else. Right. And for me personally, I agree with Joe. Like we would rather just offer positivity and talk about things that we enjoyed and, mm-hmm. you know, books that were huge supporters and fans of or ones we're excited about. But also like I just if I really didn't like something, I don't talk about it on here. Right. So I just save it for my group chat with Joe. <laughs> right. And and books are for everyone. What's not for me is definitely for someone else though. Like Exactly. Uh, then we have some questions from Instagram, hardcover, paperback. Each serves a purpose, but if you absolutely pressed me, <laughs> hardcover, what about you? Um, I would say because the majority of my reading is done audio and then my books have basically become one of the things that I collect of books that I was dying over that I absolutely loved or that like 
I, I need to own. I'm going to say hardcover because I think they look better on the shelves. If you were asking me like, oh, if you're picking up a book to read, I'm pretty okay either way. Like I like the heft and the weight of a hardcover more than I like of a paperback, but I prefer like the overall aesthetic of a hardcover for my reading experience until I'm about like a quarter through the book and it doesn't sit right. And then I'm like, yeah. I wish this was a paperback. And much like you, Emma, I there's a part of me that doesn't want to crack the spine. I'm the wrong person to answer this because like, I love graphic novels and manga. And for that, it's all paper, not to say that there aren't hardcovers of those, but it's all paperback. So for me, like half of my reading, no matter what is paperback, and then the other half is audiobook. And then the other half is like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm out of halves, but I, I do it all. So I'm with you that if you pressed, like, I don't care. I love it all. A book is a book is a book and I want to own it. If you pressed me, I'm going to pick like aesthetically a hardcover, but yeah. I think also like we're getting roll into the weeds here, but that's what the chatty app is for. It also depends on if I have hardcovers already Mm -hmm. or like the bulk of that author I have in hardcover or paperback or if it's a series right I like want it to match mostly when did I hop into my journey of ownership totally but yeah I agree if if absolutely pressed to choose just one hardcover for sure Joe the second question we got from (laughs) our (laughs) the second question Another question we got from our AMA on Instagram was, what is the best romance book you've ever read? Well, I have so many options to pick. (laughs) (laughs) Quite a few. Um, Yes, let's see. So I would say Book Lovers is my number one in that kind of space. Um, A spicier one that I'm waiting for my hold to deliver that I think might become favorite because I'm going to try the spicy side uh, is Game Changer by Rachel Reed. It's gay hockey so why not yeah so you'll have to update us if it proves to be your new fave if i like if i get through this and enjoy it um i might become a romance reader (laughs) that might be the journey for me come over to the romance side joe all the way you yeah all the way all the way my top two is a court of mist and fury by sarah j mass sorry not sorry it's so good like just don't even at me. If you are not talking about fantasy or that this was technically YA when it was published, then my other answer would be Beard Science by Penny Reed. This is the third, mm-hmm. as I check my shelf, third book in the Winston Brothers series and Cletus's life. So that is just the best. Should I try Penny Reed? Yes. Do you think I'd like the the Beard Brothers or the Winston Brothers? The Beard Brothers. I almost I, said the Winchester Brothers. Uh-oh, not free of supernatural, supernatural. reference. <laughs> I I don't see why you wouldn't enjoy it. Okay. I don't know. I don't yeah. see why you I don't know. It's a it's just I mean, all hail Queen Penny Reed. She's the reason I read romance. So Love that. Nothing but uh good things to say about that. Um, here's one that I won't have an answer to. This is entirely <laughs> for you. What do I read after Sarah J. Mass to cure this book hangover? I suspect 
that this is because of House of Flame and Shadow, Mm -hmm. which we will talk about in a few. (laughs) My recommendation to get out of a Sarah J. Mass book hangover is to either read something tried and true. So like an auto by author. So like Emily Henry or Mm -hmm. Penny Reed or whoever is a go-to for you. Yeah. That you haven't read something of theirs yet or like something forthcoming. Like I I am at a slight, I feel like, advantage in this regard because I have so many books from folks I'm looking forward to that are not out yet that I can really just grab at any time. So I try to save like, I'll save my funny story by Emily Henry arc to read after that or whatever. The other recommendation I have is actually what I'm doing right now because I just finished House of Flame and Shadow over the weekend is to read something just random that you have no expectation for. Yeah. So literally no stakes. It's no not been stakes. on your waiting list. It's not something you're like excited for. Yeah. It's just, just literally something. something that you see that appeals to you for whatever reason that you really like, again, that's not super hyped or, or that is, and you just haven't gotten around to it. And so some examples for it, for me that these books have been would be like love and other words by Christina Lauren. That book is not new. I have been seeing it, you know, for years I was like, Oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And then like the mood struck and I wanted to read it and I didn't really know much about it other than it was romance and it sounded good and whatever. So something like that, that's maybe been on your list for a long time, but you just like haven't really pursued it further. You don't really know tons about the plot, just Mm -hmm. something wild. And see I, if that helps. <laughs> I agree completely. The other thing I would say is if you sometimes the book hangover to me is like that, where you're like, I don't know how I'll ever snap out of this. And so, right, you have to go like so far left field and either pick something completely different that maybe you're like, I think I want to read that, but it's not usually my vibe. Like, yeah, that can really shock you out of it. The other exactly. thing for me sometimes is, is there a read alike or you know, but I would say like pick a read alike in a different genre so you're not comparing. So if, you know, House of Flame and Shadow is that very much like fantasy romance, try a sci-fi romance. You're still in like a similar vein, but you're not going to find yourself comparing it or, you know, like pick either something that's very adjacent or the opposite end of the spectrum. This is your time to pick up like a true crime book. Exactly. <laughs> Quiet Tenant. Right. Well, yeah. I will continue. We will continue to recommend. <laughs> right. But I think that's a perfect segue, Joe, into talking about some of the things we've been reading and enjoying lately and just like what's been going on in like book world. Yeah. I. So I made it through all of Frieda McFadden, finally. I think yeah. I read just about every thriller from her. And this is my moment to say, like, there are a couple books that I actually really enjoyed. And there are some that I'm like, maybe this isn't quite for me, but it, she has a binge ability. Mm-hmm. Like there's something about her books that while I wasn't necessarily always in it, or I could see the pattern and I was like, I have a problem that a lot of these flow the same, but whatever. It was very nice to have, that kind of like consistency or bit that I expected. And so I would say like, I I get why she's popular. I enjoyed myself. I found myself, I would finish one and I'd be like, am I done? And I'd immediately go to the next one. So I, I, 
I get it. She might not be a hundred percent for me, but, but I, it was yeah. like the bingeable series that like, it's not going to be on my top 10 for the year, but I would go, I'm going to go back when she puts out another book. Like it's like a good, it's a good snack. Yeah. I think there's something to be said though, about like, not every book has to be the most mm-hmm. life-changing book you've ever read. There are books that you can simply just enjoy Exactly. And they're just so compelling and like easily consumable. It doesn't consumable, have to be that's it. like literary or like literature. Right. It can be for sure, but they're just having those books that you yes. just enjoy. And I can have complaints, but exactly. still have a good time. Like exactly. I, I, no, like I think there was one of the like twenty of her books that I read. There was one that I was like. Mm. Not this one, but yeah. every other one, I was like, okay, I saw that coming, but I had fun. Like, you know, and then there were some that was like, I would have never thought of this. So, right. It's definitely that consumable, snackable. Um, my favorites from this whole journey, the coworker and then her newest one, the teacher. Ooh, yeah. Those are my, those are my favorites. Okay. Definitely going to check. I'm like, I'm definitely going to check those out when the no, mood strikes because the, the mood has been so specific lately. Uh, right. You're right. I take that back. When the mood strikes. When the mood strikes, I will. It's like, it's on the list, it's, which. Uh, I, I have said all of this to truly just be like, she's a good one to have in the back pocket of, I need something that I can just kind of like vibe through. I'm not, not super it. caring about the characters, but I really enjoyed the journey. We are gathered here today to give you permission to plan the wedding that you want. I'm Jessica Bishop. And I'm Sari Wienerman. And we're the hosts of the Bouquet Toss podcast. Today's couples have to juggle so many things, from family expectations to outdated traditions and what's currently trending. So to make it easier, we're going deep to figure out why we do weddings the way that we do, so you can decide what to keep and what to toss from your wedding day plans. You are cordially invited to subscribe to The Bouquet Toss wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcast.com. By the power vested in us, we pronounce you free to plan your day your way. Bonjour. This is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor, and every week I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food. Whether they're here in France like me, all from around the world. Each week, we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food. So, come join me on Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app. So, I'm happy to announce... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, and listeners around the globe. Now I'm just like Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Dale. <laughs> Is that I I think I'm out of my rating slump. Yay! Did, so, did House of Flame and Shadow do that? So it's actually a combination of Ooh, things. Are okay. you ready, Joe? No. We're gonna talk about okay. So I finished House of Flame and Shadow. It was so good. I don't want to hear any critiques. I don't want to hear anyone's thoughts. It was a great time. Okay. It was a great time. 
I flew through the book. I tried to savor it. I really tried to savor it. I I was watching your stories. I saw the update by update. Yeah, I really tried to take my time. And then honestly, just like Saturday, I had, you know, plenty of time to read. You had the day. And I just, we finished it. We got it done. I finally got all of my different editions of the book in hand. So I was also able to finish the book and then sit and read through all of the bonus chapters from all the different editions. I like will not even go into the full saga of how long (laughs) and how much effort it took for me to get all of these editions because of like moving and mail forwarding and nonsense. But yes, it was a great time. So it was a great book. It It sounds like you have some notes, but you're just in such bliss from it existing in the world that you're not going into it yet. And I'll I'll give you that space. But what else brought you out of your slump? And so then because I was like, well, dang, what do I do? This book that I've been waiting two years for is done. I've read it. I'm I'm processing everything that was revealed in it, everything Mm -hmm. that came about, the things like, oh, just what do I do? And so I went, you know what? Now would be a great time to just read Manacled, the fan fiction Draco <laughs> Hermione story from Senlin Yu on Archive of One's Own. Uh, because Archive of Our Own? Archive of Our Own. AO3. AO3. That's know. all I, I know it I as. Know. <laughs> and the reason being, I saw that she got a book deal. So if you haven't heard that news, they are turning Manacled into a story called Alchemize. It'll be published with Del Rey in fall of 2025. And so it will eventually be coming off the internet, I'm pretty sure. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, well, now is as good a time as any. I don't know anything about this other than it's Draco and Hermione fan fiction. Whoa, man. I don't know why. It's so good. It's so compelling. Trigger warnings abound. So take that into account. It fully outlines that at the start. So if you have, you know, make sure you keep that in mind because it is also very, very dark. Oh. It is so dark and grim. But it is snapping me out of the post, like the Sarah J. Mass post, like book reading, rut, slump, whatever, um, because I had zero expectations. Well, and that's that's the key part of your advice. Something with zero expectations will really do it. Yeah. I was never a fan fiction person, so no. I know nothing. But now I'm also like, well, there's several books. Hello, Twilight, uh, that were truly just fan fiction that then got published in yep. a different format. Should we do an episode so on that? So many. <laughs> like, there's so fan many. Fan fiction to page. Like. Love Hypothesis, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, right. That, duh, not Twilight. Fifty Shades. That's what I was thinking of. Um, is Twilight fan fiction. Twilight fanfic. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Love Hypothesis is Star Wars. A Raylo fanfic. What? Or maybe That's not that wild. one. Some other Ali Hazelwood is Raylo fanfic. Wow. Okay. And yeah, there's several. There are several, right? Where it, it does, it's, it's pretty, I don't want to say pretty common, but we could come up with enough examples that Right. It certainly happens. So, well, I'm curious. I'm curious alone to just go and read what, how, because you've said to me how dark it is. I want to yeah. see what some of the content has warnings for and what it's about. Yeah. Uh, there's also the burn in me now that it's like, 
it's going to disappear from the internet. And I'm aware of it. Like I was aware of Manacled Mm -hmm. just in like the overall zeitgeist. Um, I love Grace Helbig. I actually think one of her friends was also known for having either some sort of Dramione or some, some other fan fiction like that. Uh, So Manacled came up in one of her old podcasts at one point. So knowing that it's very likely going away now, I'm like, should I, should I read this? And I also have zero expectations. So maybe next month we'll be hopping on here and I'll go, wow, I read it. Manacled. The other (laughs) thing I will is like, yeah, I just, I've obviously known about it, seen like things on book talk and whatever. One of our coworkers has a, beautiful bound copy oh, of wow. manacled and i just didn't know though that it was like the equivalent of 800 pages so as a side note i went from house of flame and shadow which is like a very long 800 page mm-hmm. book into manacled which is essentially another 800 page book but we're but happy to say that you're out of your rut it's all i want to read and i'm going to be sad when i'm done which will hopefully be soon so stay tuned for the updates there. But Joe, what else have you been enjoying and reading? It's been quite a bit. It it has been quite a bit. This is like a, I've said it before, but this is like a banger year of books for me. I need to do a count. I need to do a check because we are up. We are up, up, up right now. Um, after I got through all of my Freedom McFadden's, I was very much in the, the cozy mystery space. Check out my episode with Kristen and Claire. I jumped into two of the books from Claire's list and then um, uh, one of the books from Kristen's list. And I was about to start a second one from Kristen's list. And then I realized I started a book club with two of my friends where we're picking like uh, the theme for this first one is we wanted to pick a very popular book from the eighties that we had never read. And what did we pick, but the joy luck club. So I'm casually calling this meeting, the joy luck book club because why not throw another word in that plays around well? Uh, but so I just read, uh, ooh, shoot. So I started with Death by Dumpling by Vivian Chien. Uh, fantastic, loved it. Set here in Northeast Ohio, which added just some extra joy for me. Uh, and then Grave Expectations by Alice Bell, another fantastic one. Um, you Shouldn't Have Come Here by Geneva Rose is one I threw in for myself. And then next is In the Company of Witches by Orly Wallace. That's my next. Uh, that's what's queued up next for me. But right now I am in the midst of finishing the Joy Luck Club. And wow, I mean, like, truly a powerful book. Dense, multi-POV, jumping back and forth in different points of time and different different like tragic stories of these women that make up the joy Luck club but oh i so i'm really looking forward to discussing it on sunday with with my friends we're, we're each in a different time zone which also adds just like fun to it it's kind of it's kind of silly but yeah so after i wrap up the joy luck club on sunday and of course, it's. I'm sorry, listeners, we're recording ahead of time. So it, it's not Sunday. It, I will have already finished and had this conversation. It's not in the future for you at this point, but, you know, peek behind the curtain. Uh, I'm then going to either go back into cozies, but I think I really want to try some Stephen King when he was, I know, I, Emma just gave me the look. Because she knows how I feel about <laughs> Stephen King. Like, he's not 
typically for me, I've read a lot. Like Misery is one of my favorite books, but you know, there are others that I'm like, whatever. I want to try his like dystopian reads because I I do like a dystopian. So the ones he wrote under Richard, whatever his name, uh, back in the 80s. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm going to try out The Running Man and The Long Walk. Uh, yeah, that I might I might test myself. We'll see. I mean, no, I get that. I like, I mean, I, as of this, I've done the same. So right. yeah, like you just want to try because uh, right. he's an author that is that so people love. He's well, well regarded. So well known. Done so much that, yeah, like there are certain books that have, of his that I, I feel like I should check out and just to see what the height, I mean, sort of like manacled to see what exactly. it's all about. So that those are my like zero stakes. Will DNF if not interested? Like, yeah, that that's that's what I'm doing next to try to like reset into my next cycle of reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll also just sidebar with I'm still going strong on graphic novels and manga on my on my e-reader while also having audiobooks and ebooks and physical books in rotation as well. Like I said, I'm reading this year. I feel feel bonkers if I'm honest. Go with it while go go with it. I'm enjoy. I'm riding the wave. I'm enjoying it, but I, I truly feel bonkers having not read to this degree. And I'm like, if this is my life now, I'm here for it. I'm here for it too. Go, go go with it. Ride that wave. Go with book. Go with book. I am also reading, uh, so I'm, I'm reading Manicold, almost done with that. I'm also reading Good Half Gone by Taryn Fisher. That's an yeah. upcoming thriller for things and stuff that are not at all podcast related. <laughs> and once I'm done with both of those, they're yeah, sort of next? thrillery grip, gripping, you know, I am dying to read Heartless by Elsie Silver. So that is book two of the Chestnut Springs series. They're similar to Winston Brothers by Penny Reed in that they're interconnected romances, but they're standalone. Mm -hmm. And this one was recommended to me by my friend Emma. So shout out to her. Yes, we have the same name. (laughs) And she said this was the best. How do we continue to be the same? One of your best friend's name is Emma. One of my best friend's name is Joe. (laughs) That's funny, but well, no. So she's the friend that introduced me to my husband. Right. That brought you here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have the same, we had the same initials uh, before we got married. And now we have almost the same initials in our married. And every time we go somewhere, we order a coffee for Emma and Emma. And it's like, it's people think we're being rude. Like we're, so, we're just joking or something. Same thing. We have the first and la- the same first and last initials. And then mm-hmm. uh, we swapped middle names when we did like <laughs> confirmation back in back in the day. So we have all the same initials. They're, the middle ones are just out of order. <laughs> Isn't that funny? But yeah. yeah, she we went on a Barnes and Noble date recently and did a Love little that. shop around. And so this was one of the ones I picked up was Heartless by Elsie Silver because it's got a nanny and a single dad and an age gap. And, you know, checks all of your boxes for. Yeah. Like he works on a ranch, Mm, you know, mm -hmm, like just mm -hmm. it's, you know, it sounds like an absolute great time. So this is next on my list. I'm hoping the mood continues to be for Chestnut Springs, because as a mood reader, 
man, I, I could go to pick it up and not be in the mood. So That's why I keep giving myself these random little challenges. Yeah. Be- because I-, I just like, I'm trying to keep the mood reading alive because it's great for the fuel that it's given me, but also to like, still have some control if I want to read something different. Exactly. If we want to prioritize, <laughs> like I would like to read this before it comes out, or I would right. like to read this because it just came out, et cetera. Or I'm, I'm so going to interview this person and it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter that like, this is a genre that I love, but I'm not reading that right now. <laughs> I know the struggle. The we struggle. talk about it every time. <laughs> First world struggles, but struggles nonetheless. I'm like, yeah. What else has been, I'm it. like, what else have we been loving lately? I just feel like it's been a pretty busy bonkers February in March. It has been, it has been banana pants. Uh, we're both, we're both big candle people. And yeah. I want to take a moment here <laughs> in the way that I would ask any of my authors, some nosy podcaster questions. What fragrances do you burn? And much like our episode with Tiffany, are they seasonal? They are. <laughs> And I think yeah. you adhere to this too. Although, like, I'm probably I'm not more strict with fast. my candle seasons than I am with my book seasons. Yeah, I'm not like hard and fast with my candle seasons. <laughs> I will burn what I like whenever. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you know, like autumnal scents, like smoky, whatever in the fall. And mm-hmm. um, I like the White Company winter candle for winter. Sure. But at the moment, my favorite candle to burn is the XO candle. I have it sitting on my desk by Lakebound Candle Company. Ooh. It's their Valentine's Day limited edition candle. It's like blackberry, freesia, cashmere, and vanilla with like a little citrus. And yes, I did just read that from the website. So I mean, I love that. <laughs> I, I'm I'm also with you. I'm not like a nose aficionado. I can't be like, oh yes, the the notes of musk. Uh, <laughs> right, like the the under the under the undertone. The yeah, I'm the, not the an high medium at low. That. Yeah, no, yeah. I can't even. Wine is either white or red to me, and <laughs> right, dry. But what about you, Joe? What's been like your favorite to burn I, at the moment? I am a candle diva. Um, <laughs> I I'm just a diva overall. Who am I kidding? Um, I love sand and fog or sand and paws. If you have a dog like me, it's fantastic because it's odor eliminating. So if Roscoe and I go and go for a walk and we get stuck in the rain, you light that up. There's no wet dog in that house. It does not exist. Um, and they sell them at TJ Maxx and they're delightful. Uh, you can buy them directly from them, of course, but you can also get a great deal from TJ Maxx, which I am a sucker for. Um, so I am very much that like holiday sense come November, I will be pulling out the like balsam cedar, you know, like I'm, I'm very much going the woodsy heavy sense, uh, and then transitioning past like winter holiday time into just like winter, winter is when I do like teak wood. I'm big into mahogany, teak wood, woodsy things but I can only do them in the winter. And once, once we get past like where we're at right now, which at the time of recording is like just post Valentine's day, that's when I'm in spring and summery, which is a lot of like sage, sea salt, lemon, citrus, Mm -hmm. you know, so things that are either like very herbal or earthy, but most importantly, light. Yeah. Well, and so like my favorite scent of all time is a candle Mm -hmm. from a no longer 
making candles oh, no. company. I can speak English. It's a sea salt and amber candle. I still yes. have one unlit because I don't know what I'm waiting for, but like I can't get it again. I get it. And so I'm forever on the hunt for the perfect sea salt and amber style candle that reminds me of my favorite place in California, but yeah. also isn't too like sunscreen. No, I get it. It's, you, yeah. you should go and check out some Sand and Fog because they have a lot of really good sea salt scents and a lot of really good amber scents. Mm. And women-owned, we love to support, you know, yeah. like, uh, but I, I get that. I also, when a, when a favorite scent goes away. I know, it's so sad. It's it's tragic. Um, oh, and I'll also say Boy Smells. I really like their candles as well because they have a lot of variety in fragrance but they're all like chiefly which is most important to me like light mm-hmm. <laughs> so i have one that i bought while i was on the bookmobile in texas that i've burned it it's completely gone but i still have the jar that has just like the tiniest ring of wax sitting in my closet and i still get like freak whiffs of it and it's delightful I'm also going to just take a moment to shout out 1820 House Candle Company because they're an Ohio-based candle maker, and I do really enjoy all of their candles, particularly their autumnal scent. Shout out to 1820 House Candle Company. All of their scents are great. Love that. And I love love local when we can do local. Um, Emma, what else have you been up to? I've been really riveting updates. I've been coloring in the evenings with my son, which has been really relaxing. So we brought out the adult coloring book again. I love that. Maybe I'll bring out mine. It's just chill. And it's like an activity to do that's not on my phone or, you know, and he can color in his own in his own coloring book or on his own stuff. And so we're doing something together, but separate. And so it's been nice, but. Joe's also been in his like crafting cricket era. I'm I'm in several eras right now. Uh, <laughs> I've I'm still going crafty. I'm still doing a lot of fun things on my cricket. I'm now at the point where I'm just finding different prompts online and trying them because I just want to see do I like d- doing this. So I'm I'm on the hobby hunt because you know, I've, I've had some like balance issues lately in life where am I giving myself enough time? Am I giving other people too much time? You know, like, am I not giving myself any time at all? That's just for me. Like, sure. There's time with friends, but what about myself? So I'm challenging myself to just like try different crafts and try different uh, versions of things that I see on cricket. And if I find that like, maybe I'm really into wood cutting, maybe that's going to be what I use the cricket for the most. So it's it's been a lot of fun to do that. Uh, and then I've also uh, gotten into my handy era. I replaced some lights from my hallway with some new fixtures. They look beautiful. And uh, electrical is both terrifying and really fun. <laughs> yeah, like... I am impressed with you for replacing all the light fixtures yourself, even though like, I think it's very straightforward, but that stuff would alarm (laughs) me. I would easily get electrocuted. It's very straightforward. It's like, don't, uh, don't let the wires touch. 
uh, don't hold both of them at the same time or you'll complete the circuit and uh, just like match them up and twist them down, you know. But yeah, uh, <laughs> so we're we're both trying new things right now or returning to old favorites. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it's a good reminder for everyone to be like, yeah, yeah, get into get into it. If you haven't given yourself five minutes, this is your this is me telling you, give yourself five minutes, like pull out. Pull out the old embroidery, pull out the old needlepoint to to wrap us, to wind us, because it's so easy to talk to you, Emma. We could do this. We could just for chat about nothing time. for a very long time. <laughs> what have you gotten in the mail lately? Yeah, I am going to do a new as of this moment that we're recording in book mail. So if you've seen it on our Instagram, know that... You have a, a trail for when we recorded. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I have some new in mail that I'm excited about. The Spell Shop by Sarah Beth Durst. Mm-hmm. Sleep Like Death by Kaylin Bayron. Oh, can't wait. A Novel Love Story by Ashley Poston. The Neighbor Wager by Crystal Caswell. Swan Song by Ellen Hildebrand. Ah, Get out of here. And then One Perfect Couple by Ruth Ware. So I'm also really looking forward to these. They're, again, never-ending list of things to read. It's a good problem to have. It really is. It's it's a delightful thing to, to be a reader and to know that you're a reader, whether it's one book or it's 100 books. And your TBR can be as long as you want. Like there's, that's there's true. nothing to it, but what you want from it. There's, that's true. There, and there's no pressure. It's just like, right. I just feel like I don't ever have enough time to read all the things I want to read in this lifetime. So I know, I know an existential crisis, <laughs> <laughs> crisis, dread, you know, there's, there's time for all of it. We can, we can do everything that we're meant to. Yeah, that's true. I'm like, and I'm, I'm putting some positivity out there for everyone because it's we're back to like grayness in the sky right now. And I'm fighting against the urge to be like, yeah, I'm never going to read every book. I know. But that's OK. It's sad. <laughs> I'm, I'm flipping it back around. Anything else? Anything that we're like itching to talk about? I don't think so. Is there anything else? I know you said you're going to give Stephen King a try. Is there anything else that's like on your list that you want to read in the near, near future or? Going to give Stephen King a try. And other than that, I'm going to let the the mood reading Mm -hmm. vibes take me where they take me. Like, well, with that. (laughs) <laughs> with that everyone thank you thank you thank you for joining us today thank you for indulging us in another chatty episode i think we can confidently say we plan to do this every month so if you have things you want to hear about from us we would love to hear that from you, you can either send us a dm on instagram at ProBookNerds or send an email with some questions or topics for us to chat on to professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com And you'll hear from us, you know, so this one's coming out in March. You'll hear from us in April. So please, 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 we would love to hear from you. Uh, It's so, it was so fun to get to answer your questions, uh, talk about your topics, and then also uh, chat around ours. So everyone, follow us, five-star ratings, please. We'd love to hear it. We'd love to see it. And as always, happy reading. Happy reading. 
Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode on Overdrive.com or in Libby. Our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast signature program. To learn about other Evergreen Podcasts, visit evergreenpodcasts.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Emma Dwyer and Joe Skelly and presented by Overdrive. To learn more, visit professionalbooknerds.com. Hi there. I'm Heather Drago. And I'm Sarah Saunders. We host the podcast, That's a Hard No, about saying no and setting boundaries. So you can become that true and empowered you that this world needs. Saying no isn't just okay. It's the key to living an authentic, fulfilling life. I'm a licensed professional clinical counselor. So while this podcast is in no way a replacement for one-on-one therapy, I suppose I know what I'm talking about. I'd say so. We talk about learning to say no and set healthy boundaries and how it impacts mental health, physical health, relationships, parenthood, and more. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and visit our website, hardnopodcast.com. We're here to help you find your no and say it unapologetically. That's a hard no.